Hey, it's Sheila Renee, and this is No Worries Before 30s. Today, I'm so excited to have my dad here, aka Bradley, <laughs> and I'll be interviewing him for a very special edition of Love, Dating, and Relationships, a look back to 30, and I guess also a look forward after 30 to see how things have shifted. So we've talked about dating and relationships before, both from the girl's point of view and from the guy's point of view, but now we have this time period difference as well, (laughs) since we're like 20 years apart. So this will be very interesting. Um, During this specific episode, you'll be giving us a look back as to when you were 30 and tell us what the dating market was like and also drop some knowledge on us on what you wish you would have known before 30 because I hear that dating after 30 gets a little bit different but without further ado welcome welcome to the show my pleasure I'm very happy to be here I'm very looking forward to dropping some knowledge on y'all 30 somethings about this dating scene for those Mm -hmm. who are still out here trying to date and how I used to be when I was in my thirties. So yeah, I'm ready to share. So before you just drop the knowledge on us, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners, tell them who you are. Okay, so yeah, I'm Bradley and Oliver, former army. I was a cook. I'm even a better cook now than I was then. I'm currently single, live in Texas and Dallas. And um, I work for Quest and I wanted to work for them because my beautiful daughter and my mother beat cancer. So I wanted to be a part of the process of picking up specimens and biopsies and things of that nature to make sure they get transported to the laboratory properly. So it's a thing of purpose for me to do what I do. So that's why I do it. And um, cowboy fan. Yeah. Go blue. (laughs) But other than that, you know, um, you know, hard worker and, you know, I love my daughter and I'm ready to answer any questions she shoot at me. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Thank you. Thank you for that. Very great introduction of yourself. You not only uh, talked about yourself, but you also talked about your why and your purpose and your job. And we're just so grateful to you and all the other um workers out there that have been pushing hard through the pandemic the essential employees essential workers roger that yes we're very grateful um but let's get into the love and dating and one thing that was funny to me in your introduction was you already let the viewers know you say yeah i'm single and here's the things that i like you know (laughs) aka hit me up after this podcast and what's good Mm, yay hey you know yeah i mean I am single, you know, and it's mm-hmm. tough during the pandemic, mm-hmm. especially. How so? But, How is it tough being single in the pandemic? What have you experienced? Well, for one, everyone's wearing a mask. So you don't know if they got jacked up teeth or not. Or, you know, people are afraid to get close because social distancing, distancing. And then you can't really meet up in places because a lot of places are closed down. So social gatherings are kind of out of the play. And then you have the online thing. And then the online thing are full of people who are broke because they can't get a job. So they're trying to scam you. So you have a lot of pictures of people who aren't really people. They're just pictures. JPG is what I call them. Uh, that's what the acronym is for a picture. And they like want you to send them money before you even talk to them on the phone or even meet them in person. So that's the new hustle. You know, try to get a person to send you money before you even talk to them because of the financial situation, how things are nowadays. So now, you know, you try to sift through 70% of the people online ain't even real people. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even harder to meet people, you know. So just being able to see someone's face. You appreciate it, let alone trying to meet someone. So that's what makes it kind of tough. Yeah, the pandemic is hard. And I do apologize that I can't relate because you know that I'm with somebody. But I can empathize 
with you. I can't imagine like if you were already single pre-pandemic and you don't have anybody like on your roller decks list, then that is tough to try to come up with Oh my god, and then it's even scarier cuz like I was telling my some friends of mine, I'm like, "Dude, you know, you can get the corona easier than getting the STD. All you got to do is get sweat on you and you got it. <laughs> so you got to be like even more careful. Like I ain't trying to get no sweat on me. So I ain't just trying to call up anybody, just hanging up, hanging out with anybody. You have to be very, very, very careful. Mm -hmm. So it's not as, that's what's another thing you have to take, keep in the back of your mind. You know, is the person you might meet, are they going to be clean? Are they careful? Are they, you know, washing their hands, sanitizing, things of that nature? There's so much other things you have to take into consideration. Right. And another thing that we have to take into consideration, I guess, since we're progressives, is that this is not just a right now thing. This may be the new normal. What if this goes on for forever? No, wearing no. We're going to have to get used to it and figure out our new normal and how we meet people may be different than how we met people before. And we may just have to deal with it. So... That's all uh, part of it. <laughs> but, you know, it's easy to say that if you had someone post-pandemic. You mean pre See, for me, I was already used to being by myself because I can cook. I can take care of myself. So I'm not that type of man that's needy, needs like a woman to take care of, mm -hmm. take care of myself. So if you're a self-sufficient person, it's kind of easier to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're one of those guys that was spoiled by his mom and his mom did everything for him, you're kind of struggling. Yeah. And and you're kind of like taking whatever you can get. So you're more suspect to get caught up in a lot of these trickeries out here. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you got to be careful. I agree with that. And with some of the things that you were saying in regards to some guys may not be able to take care of themselves. I associate that with hopefully younger guys. Hopefully this is the before 30 young 20 year olds who can't cook and clean and survive. If you're after 30, I'm gonna have a problem and we're gonna have to have another podcast addressing people that cannot because um, a lot of the guys that are after or older than 30, some of those guys have women who they've been with in long term relationships. And then because of new, 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 the new age, a lot of older women are like leaving their older guys and getting younger guys. So then these guys have these ladies of 15, 20 years taking care of them and then they dropping them for younger guys. <laughs> Because they're eating healthier, they, you know, they're in the gym, they got bodies looking better. So these 40, 50-year-old ladies looking like they're 30-something. So they're leaving their old guys. And then it's like, oh, well, I had this lady for 20 years cooking for me. Now what I'm supposed to do? That's funny. <laughs> but speaking of younger guys, let's get back to you and what you were yeah. like as a younger guy. Uh -huh. So what were your love or relationship goals before 30? If you had any, what were they? Okay, so I would say my goals in my mid-20s, lower 20s, was don't get nobody pregnant, mm -hmm. for one. And I was just trying to have fun because, you know, I was um, a male dancer when I was younger. So I used to have a little <laughs> bit of fun with the ladies. And and then when I got older, I joined the military when I was like 28. So when I joined the military, I was like, OK, I think I might be ready to, like, get with someone long term. So my goal was to meet someone that hadn't been married, didn't have kids, and was single like me. So we could both be on an equal playing field so that she didn't think she knew more than me or I think I knew more than her. And we can be equally yoked growing together. But that didn't work out that way. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes... You don't have, you have a plan, you know, like any, everybody has a plan for something, but when it happens, the plan goes out the window. Like you can say, I ain't going to date a smoker. 
I'm not going to drain a drinker. But if that person comes into your heart, they could be a smoking, chain smoking, liquor drinking somebody, <laughs> and you fall in love with that person, you're stuck. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. You know, it's like I had a plan, but my plan got broke because I just fell in love with someone and I didn't care about anything else except that person. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened to my 30 year old plan. Yeah. And I think the, the plans that you had were and are very reasonable. It's the same plans that I hear from my friends that are around this age. Because as you know, I'm 27, going to be 28 soon. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm technically single because I'm not married and I don't have kids. And that's kind of where a lot of my friends are right now in their lives. They've not been married, don't have kids. So naturally, they're looking for a partner that's in a similar position. Um, right. One thing that we found, though, is that these guys are really feeling themselves if they are in that predicament. They may be like, I'm the prize because I'm single. I don't have no kids. I've never been arrested. Don't have no felonies. And as women, we're kind of like, well, why do you think that you are now the prize when we're bringing the same exact things to the table that you are bringing? The reason why we feel we are a prize because... Unfortunately, the way the system is set up against black men, they put so much of us in jail for the wrong reasons, for unjust causes, that we're limited being free, Mm -hmm. literally. So you have a, a limited number of free black men that are free. So when you're a free brother that ain't in jail and you're single and you're handsome and you got it going on, And women outnumber us. It's been that way even when I was in my 30s. When you are a handsome bro and you got your stuff together, you are wanted. And if you really got your stuff together, you know you're wanted. So therefore, you have your pick of the litter. So it depends on then if you have integrity or if you're a butthead. And then if you're wrong... And you just take advantage of your all your little opportunities, then you're not doing right. But if you have the right mind and heart in the right place, then you choose the person who you really want, and that's the that's the deal. Because yeah, it is we're we're few and far between. And not only are our sisters wanting us, women of all races want us. Mm-hmm. And we're like hot commodities. For all women. So we're like, want it because, like, most of your best athletes are African American men. And most sports, all sports, whether it's soccer, uh, football, baseball, or some type of black men, are at the top of the list. So you have people from all around the world looking and, and adoring us. So that's part of the issue. And then the guys that kind of run the media and have a lot of the money or other type guys who don't like that. And you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the paradigm. Yeah. But I think back to your earlier point, that's where the integrity comes into play. If If they have integrity. Right. If, you you need to be looking at that because I feel like if you're not with a person for the right reason, then it's going to just fail and crumble either way. Oh, and that goes back on your ladies, on you ladies, because a lot of you ladies get with guys for the wrong reasons, because a lot of you want to look at what kind of money they make, what kind of job they have. And that's always like the first thing you want to look at before you want to get to know what kind of center or what kind of core values they have. That's not, they have, true. not true. That's that's what not I have true. learned in my personal <laughs> experience, um, Miss Sheila. Okay. So I only can speak for what I've experienced in my fifty years, mm-hmm. from what I've heard, from what I've seen, that a lot of women are drawn towards what they feel are successful guys because of what they do or what they may have, and they miss out on the type of guy they are. Sure. And that can really 
have a lot to do with unsuccessful relationships sure. because you're, you're attracted to what you see, what they may have, but you're not focusing on what type of person they are. And my question back to you is why can't women have both? Why can't you be successful plus be a good person deep down inside? Why is it that you're missing one thing if you're going after just successful guys? You shouldn't have to just choose one or the other. That's what it's No, no, no. My thing is I'm not saying you shouldn't go after successful guys, but sometimes a man is just like a tree that isn't being taken care of or a plant. Mm -hmm. You can have a plant and if you don't water it properly and give it proper light, it won't grow. So you get it around the right person who takes care of it, then that plant will grow and flourish. Some men need the right woman with them so they can grow and flourish like a good plant will. But you got the wrong woman with the right, with the right man, then that plant will die. Mm -hmm. So sometimes some men have potential and they need a good queen to help give them a little guidance to fulfill that potential. Mm -hmm. But I got to help my black queens out. And it's, it's about time, ladies, that you can't just always be falling for potential. You need to see some work behind that <laughs> as well. No, when I say potential, that means you, you, you help guide them and then they put in the work. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying like you like if you show them the way and then they take it. But if they don't do anything with it, that's another topic. You see what I'm saying? But sometimes you just need someone to have your back or you just need someone that believes in you. And, and, and when you do, or sometimes you just might not know the right way to go because you just don't know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. You can be ignorant to something because you just don't know. Mm -hmm. But someone who may know it, they may be a little bit smarter than you, they can give you knowledge on something that you were in the dark about. And that could be the missing key for you to be superior. Mm -hmm. Interesting approach. Very interesting. Well, you hit on one of the stereotypes that women look for successful men, which we just debated for 20 minutes on. But what about what men look for in women? I can't let us step away without mentioning how shallow some men can be and they only want to look at looks and you got to look this certain kind of way. And, and that's also included on their list. In addition to being single with no kids, you want a person that looks a certain kind of way. So that could be the hair, a lot of makeup, I don't know, being slim. There's a lot of things that we as women here guys talk about either well, like see, out loud or just, I don't mm -hmm. know, subconsciously. So do you want to hit on yes, that yes. list? I, I used to do Uber and Lyft. And I have my own transportation um, thing that I do where I pick up clients sometimes. And I try to talk to these younger brothers and explain to them that what always looks good to you ain't always good for you. And I learned through time, even when I was a little younger, that a woman can be very beautiful. But if she got funky breath, what good is that going to do? But that could be fixed. That could be fixed. Not if it's not if it's if it's like often. Like if she got halitosis and she don't take care of it, or if she doesn't take care of her feet and her back of her feet looks like she kicked cake flour, and she doesn't get her feet done, <laughs> or she doesn't shave her mustache, or she doesn't shave under her arms, or she doesn't take care of the hair on her legs. I'm a big dude about hygiene. Okay, my thing is a woman that doesn't take care of her ends, when I say ends, feet, hands, facial area, won't take care of her center. Okay? So if you lack on your ends, that means you're a lack on your center. And if you don't take care of your center or your ends, that could be a very bad, bad train wreck. So I've learned that it's not really about how you look. It's about how you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And some women have bad hygiene practices. And I feel that's more important than how they look. 
I think excessive makeup means you're hiding something. I think when they wear all these extra long eyebrows and extra long nails, a lot of guys don't like that because they want to see you, the right. person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when you put all the other stuff on, it's like, well, where are you? And black women are more particular about their hair than anyone else. Like, don't touch it. I just got it done. Can't touch it for six months because it's like, <laughs> it's done. Don't touch my hair. You know? So the thing about it is looks only can go so far. Because if you can't have a good conversation with that woman, if you can't have a good time with that woman, if you can't be friends with that woman, then no matter how fine she is, it ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. And then I learned also that if a woman physically may need some adjustments, that can be adjusted. But if she's just lazy or don't care or is selfish, those are core things about her that is her center. That ain't going to get fixed. That's just how she is. So I always believe that I look at looking at a woman, you look at a woman like a piece of pizza. And normal round pizza come in eight slices. So you look for at least five positives on a woman. If she got five positive things physically, then you work with it. So she could have a belly or she could have pigeon toes or she could not know how to walk well in heels. But <laughs> she got five other things that are good. You work with it. Okay? I always look five out of three, five out of eight, you can work with it. Because you can always adjust that. But if she's lazy, selfish, only thinks about herself, only thinks about what she wants, what she can get, then those those type of things is what makes a man like feel unappreciated. That's why I always say don't get a 10. Because the 10 is never satisfied. And they always got somebody else coming at them. And then no matter what you do, it ain't never good enough. I always like get a seven or eight or even a six and a half. Because they appreciate <laughs> you more. Because they're going to be like, they're going to be so appreciative that you are with them. And then you treat them like a 10. And they will be so loyal to you. And you stay loyal to them. And then it's so much better. Because when you turn the lights out, you can't see each other anyway. Okay, I'm done. Only thing I You're not done. On... You're going to the next <laughs> question, but you ain't done. <laughs> right, I'm on to the next one because that was right. too much. But uh, one little quick note I will say in regards to hygiene is we need to keep that same energy for the guys. It's always been a high standard oh, yeah. for ladies, but men are definitely slacking. Not all, but some are. Y'all, And you know your dad ain't. ain't. No, I'm Cause not. Because I always get your nails done. I get my nails done. I don't play that. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying other Most women. guys. Yeah. Right. Some of them, they don't be doing nothing. Y'all be wanting to have all the women do all these lists of things and you don't even. And you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh huh. That's right. You can't expect a woman to be a certain way and you don't even take care of your damn self. Yeah. Agree. So we agree on those points. But let's get back to you. We talked about your uh -huh. your relationship goals before 30. But what was the dating scene like when you were 30? Okay, so this is what it's like. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know how y'all got Instagram now, right? Mm -hmm. so you see a picture and you hit the little heart button and it's a like. Mm -hmm. And then on Facebook, you know, you hit the little thumbs up if you like. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, if we liked you. We walked up to you and spoke to you. <laughs> if we didn't like you, we walked past you and didn't say nothing to you. And we used to go to places. We used to go to the lake, to the park, to the clubs. We had actual social gatherings. We used to have like the Kappa Beach Party, Freak Neek, Bachman Lake here in Texas, Keys Park here in Texas, the skating ring, any place where people were gathered you had to go up and have confidence as a man because you had to step to the lady. Mm -hmm. And you had to be prepared 
to get maybe 15 no's. Mm -hmm. But if you go and approach about 25, you <laughs> might get 10 yeses. <laughs> but you had to have tough skin back then because the thing is, if you don't try, you wouldn't know. But we weren't lazy, like, clicking on pictures like they do now. We had to actually go up to them, talk to them, and guess what we used to do? We used what? to get a phone number. And when we got the phone number, we actually talked <laughs> on the phone. God forbid we spoke to one another. And another thing we did that y'all don't do these days, when you meet someone new nowadays, the first time y'all disagree, they offer their email, looking at the, one of the 50 other choices they got. Back in the day, if we got into it, we discussed it, and we got over it, and we got through it, and we kept moving. Because it's like everyone has a level of crazy in them, a little bit. Everyone has a little bit of something in them that's different. So you just got to learn that person and learn how to get along with them. And we were better back when we when I was 30 of adjusting to one another and taking the time to get to know each other. We didn't give up easily on getting to know someone because we had a disagreement or we had an argument. We communicated. We didn't have GPS. Mm -hmm. We used to have to write directions down on a napkin. We used to have to use a beeper and go to a payphone and call back when we got a call. So we actually talked and it worked, you know, and that what was so cool about back then in the day was like you actually would have conversations with a person. Nowadays, it's hard to approach a woman because she's too busy taking pictures of women <laughs> in her phone. And then, and then you get all these women on TikTok complaining about how they single and ain't got nobody. Well, you're making 50 TikTok videos. Stop making TikTok videos. You might meet somebody. <laughs> I'm dead. I am so weak. I think uh, to women's point and the people on TikTok, I don't have a TikTok, but shout out to the TikTokers. I think that it is harder now for people to meet on social media because we're in and um, well, one, because we're in the pandemic, which we discussed already, but two, because of social media, you have so many options. So girls are afraid like, okay, I'm like just a number out here, one out of 100 and the guys have so many more options versus if we were in person, like at one of those gatherings, picnic or party or whatever, you know, you're describing, there's lesser options. But when you're on the internet, there's like thousands upon millions of options. So they but that goes both ways. The women, y'all a lot more pickier than us too. Y'all have like this 30, 40 list of what a guy gotta be. Like I read the profiles and all the stuff they expect the guy to be and have and do and then they write all this bad stuff that they got going on. And you just got to take it and accept it. And the key thing they always say, if you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best, is what they all say. Facts. But my thing is, it's like, well, that goes both ways. And it's like, it's like they have the ability and the right to spit truth venom. But when a man does it, they get overly sensitive and can't take it. So my thing is don't shoot bullets if you can't take bullets back. And that's my biggest pet peeve is women who are very open and speaking their mind, saying their piece, being progressive, but don't let you come back at them. And they get like, whoa, so sensitive. Like they hold it, they went into the poop bag again or something. It depends. There's lines to be drawn and you know what, what those lines are. So I don't know what you've been saying on social media. Or how, how are we supposed to know the line? We just, we know. It's the unspoken okay. rule of things. This is things you're not supposed to say. I no, this, that's another thing too where guys get misled. See, like you are, you know, you have a godly spirit. You're educated. A lot of women don't think like you. Mm -hmm. So you got women out there who are just as aggressive 
and wanting a guy just for physical pleasure as men are. So when you go online and these women say online that they just want to be friends or they're not wanting to do this, then you go out with them and that's the first thing they want to do. You start thinking all the women are lying, like these couple of two or three you met. So you get misled into thinking like, are these women really not wanting to do what they say? And they don't believe what they write. So guys start coming at these women thinking they all the same when they're not. And that's where the disconnect comes in. Well, all women are different. And even if two, three, four, five of them, you know, did something different or acted differently than their profile, then that's them. But I mean, with online dating, you do have to recognize that each person is a different individual. And so it is what it is. That's the risk that you take. If you keep pulling the same hat, the same name out of the hat, then it's a coincidence. But I wouldn't say that collectively that means this is how all women act. But you mentioned going out on a date, and that reminded me of another question that I wanted to hit on that's very important to the ladies, because we already talked about money. Some of them are going after successful guys, and what right. I saw last year and the past previous years was there was this big thing about like $200 dates and people wanted to go on extravagant first dates. So back in your day before 30, was that a thing to spend so much money on first dates? Like what, where were we Hell going? no. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, your, your dad started on the, um, infantile stages of dating was Craigslist. That was like way, way, way back in the day. Okay. Very creepy now. Do not yes. go on so Craigslist. So Craigslist, Craigslist was like the dating app back, back in the day where you just saw a picture and you couldn't, we didn't have camera phones. So you didn't really get to see the person till you met them. Okay. So the thing is, is I, when I was single, I would break up and make it a meet. You don't do a first date on the first time. Because, A, you don't know if that's going to be the right person. You don't know if she's going to be anywhere near the picture she's been sending you. Because I had a lady I met, and she was like 120 pounds heavier than her pictures when I met her. <laughs> Wait, what you mean? Was, was the picture still her? Was she the person? This is what she told me. I said, excuse me, I'm supposed to be meeting so-and-so, but you don't look like your picture. She said, oh, yeah, I'm 100 pounds heavier than those pictures, but those were the pictures I looked the best in like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> so she purposely put pictures of herself when she was fine, and then I come meet her, and she's like, whoa, are you kidding me? This other lady I met, that's why I started doing the meet. You don't do a first date, and you don't spend no money on a first date. You do a first meet. Mm -hmm. And you do a first meet at a bar of a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And you do it Dutch. You find out quickly if the person's an alcoholic or not when you go Dutch. When I met a lady, and we went Dutch, and she ordered three double shots of tequila. I knew I wasn't going to see her no more because that was a sign that she was a drink, drink, drinker. Who takes three double shots the first time you meet somebody? You could be nervous or you could just be having a good time and feeling the vibe. Maybe you were there for three hours and she did one each hour. There's a lot of different reasons. No, I was it. on time as I am always on time. And she ordered the three drinks in front of me and I ordered water because I didn't drink. So I'm looking at this woman take three doubles. That means the equivalent of six shots. Bam, 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 bam. So if your first meet, the woman orders a bunch of alcohol, then I'll let you know she could be having a drinking problem. Then you don't want to commit. See, I made the mistake earlier committing to first dates, taking them to nice restaurants like Olive Garden, Red Lobster, places like that. And you stuck for $60, $70, $80 tickets for somebody that didn't even look like they post look. They look hideous. So 
had to change the game up and be like, no, we'll do a first meet. Therefore, we do a beverage. You buy your beverage. I buy my beverage, which is always free because I drink water. Then, if they look nice, you have good conversation from the meet, then you can go from there to a date. But you don't need to spend 200, 100 bucks on a first date. You have to leave something for them to look forward to. I feel like if you give too much too early, then they're thinking you do this all the time and they don't feel special. They feel like you're like trying to be a show off. I feel like when you just do a simple, nice date, you get to have more conversation, you get to have more time getting to know one another. And a good date doesn't have to involve a lot of money at a restaurant. You can have a good date getting a, a drink at a food a food truck and going at a park and sitting down on a bench and enjoying a small little meal and you're able to conversate with one another and, and really get to talk. Because when you're able to communicate with one another, that's how you get to know each other. Mm-hmm. If you're in a really expensive place, that could make that person nervous. They might not really know how to order. And then they can be put in an uncomfortable position and then that can make them not be truly themselves. So to protect you and them, it's better to start somewhere safe so they can be be more in a comfort zone. Because mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. You know, I used to take you and Monet out to nice places to eat all the time when y'all were young because I wanted y'all to be accustomed to that. You know what I'm saying? But some people ain't used to going to no nice restaurants. Some people don't even know how to leave a tip, and you'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so it. you don't want to you don't want to have someone in a scenario that they're totally uncomfortable in, and you know. What I mean? And then I got some women that get mad. I open the door for them. What's up with that? I don't know. Besides women, I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak for all, but the only thing I can think of is they just feel like they can open it for themselves. Some people like traditional approach. Some don't. So it just depends on the woman. I mean, a gentleman is a gentleman. And and you should nothing be wrong with a man being a gentleman. Um, Okay. I agree to a certain extent. But uh, (laughs) what was I going to say? I was just going to mention regarding the meats. So I do partially agree with that if um, you met that person online, which it sounds like that's the context that you meant it in. If you met the person online, you don't know if they're real or not, or they look like their picture or whatever it may be, then sure, go on a meetup and... Um, I guess go Dutch. I don't really agree with a go Dutch approach. Why not? Like guys should pay Why? for it because he asked what's the, out. What's so the? What, oh, no, 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 no. This, this is what I can't stand. Y'all wait, wait, women. It's my turn. It's my turn. Okay. You, okay. We have a chance now. Now it's my turn. But Come the, on with the it. only thing that I mean is we're meeting for the first time. Whether you want to call it a meetup date, whatever you want to call it, it's the first time. So first impressions matter. And if we're only meeting up for drinks anyways, then why can't you pay for those drinks? It's not like it's I a told whole you meal. Why. And uh, if it's alcohol is too much, then go to a coffee shop. Go to a smoothie place. That's a place where you can only order one drink, really. You don't get multiples, but it's still a place where you can meet the person, see who they are, and you're only spending 7 $8 at most, you know, at Starbucks or Smoothie King or something. But I do feel like it's a nice gesture if the guy go ahead and offers to cover that first date. Now, if you feel like the person is alcoholic, again, don't choose a bar and don't meet up at night because that's weird and creepy anyways, meeting up at night when it's the first time that I'm meeting someone. How is that creepy? I want to meet you in the daytime. I want to meet in a public place where there's lots of folks, you know, in case something happens. I'm I'm a scary person. You're in a, you're in a public place if you meet at the bar. And most people work during the daytime, so you have to meet at night. Okay, Saturday or Sunday. Some people work on the weekends too. Okay, well, it's just not about to work. I don't know. We we got. But it, you, it, you got public places at night. You got public places. When I say at the bar, I mean like a bar at a restaurant that's full of people. Oh, okay. I thought you meant bar like at a club. No, a that bar at a restaurant. Okay, yeah, a bar at a bar restaurant. At a club. 
I'm good with that. But yeah, I, I think those are the things. I hate the smell of coffee also, so I wouldn't want to meet at a coffee place. And you want to kind of meet somewhere where that person, you can kind of see how they go. If they're in a position and they want to go for the drink, then you know if that meat is like, a, some women want to go out with guys to get free meals. So you have to you have to kind of protect yourself against that. So when you saying you think the guy should always pay, to me that's BS. Because women work, women make money, women got jobs. So it should be equal if we both want to go out and meet up with each other, we can share the bill on that. Now if we met in person and we want to go meet up somewhere to go get to know each other a little bit better, then I think maybe you can go on a first date, but it could be like a lunch date. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But that's why I feel like it shouldn't always be the burden of the man to pay always for the date when women are equally making money like men, or sometimes even more. So I feel like y'all want equal this, equal that, equal that, but then y'all want us to be in the 50s when it comes to paying for dates. You can't have it both ways. I'm just going to use your own words, which was a gentleman is a gentleman or always should be a gentleman. That's right. <laughs> I will pull rolling. the chair out. Oh, I will man. open the door and I will gladly call the waiter over when you pay for your drink. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> Not with that. But I, I do. Okay. I would prefer, and I think most women would prefer if the guys pay, but if it must be Dutch, then I feel like that's something that has to be talked about before. Don't surprise us when the bill comes. You're like, oh, yeah, let's go Dutch. But I Of feel course like it's going to be discussed. I'm going to say, hey, we're going to go be here. You, you get your drink, I'll get my drink. It's always going to be discussed. I'm yeah. never going to like surprise, but if a woman's not willing to pay for her own drink, then that also lets me know she's broke. And she's trying to use me to get a free drink and a free meal. I ain't got time to be feeding broke chicks. No. You ain't going to use them for no meal and no alcohol. So I I got took when I was 17. This girl was really pretty. And she wanted I wanted to take her out on a date. She said, well, you got to take my sister, too. And I ended up taking them to Red Lobster. And they ordered the most expensive thing on the menu. And they both took two bites and said we wanted to go play. From that moment on, I said I would never get took again. What's wrong with that to go plate? They didn't eat none of their food. They just got the food so they could eat it the next day. I said, no more two bites and go. I said, no, I got I'll finish that for you. Mm -mm. <laughs> you ain't taking no two. You ain't ordering your lunch for tomorrow on my dime. No, no, no. Did you, really say, that? Did you say you say you were gonna finish uh, uh, after that situation, I did for like the next five years. I wouldn't let nobody like take two bites and that's it. Oh no, I got it. I'll finish it. That yeah. is a no go. I've never heard anybody say that. And you know, I was in my twenties and I was like pissed. And then it was like, you find out if a woman order a huge meal and only take a few bites and like, oh, I'm stuffed. What the hell you ordered a few the huge meal for? You trying to play me for? Some because you're hungry and you ain't got no groceries. Oh no, <laughs> you ain't playing me for that. That's okay. not gonna happen. But to be fair, in American restaurants, they do give you big portions, and I always ask for to go plate for my food too. If I order a pasta, there's no way I'm gonna be able to eat it all. And that would well, you eat some of it though. I would, but if, if, okay. I, if I'm on a date with somebody, they're gonna say, No, you can't get it to go plate. I'm gonna finish it. I will pass out like that is their <laughs> food to eat. Hey, later. if you eat half of it and it's big, that's one thing. This is in my 20s. 20s though i was very very traumatized how that girl got me okay uh -huh. when you spend 60 bucks at 17 that's a lot yeah that is okay that is a lot indeed but okay you mentioned when you were 17 let's talk about age <laughs> so okay do you think that there is a cutoff for um dating Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Sex. Yeah. Okay, so I feel that once a woman is grown, 
I say like in her twenties and say, for instance, she has a kid. If you have a child and you're grown and if you could join the military and die for your country, then I feel you could date an older guy because to me, it doesn't matter it's because you, you asked me to answer. You gonna let me answer? Okay. Give you my reasoning. Go okay. Ahead. Because like older men are more patient. They're more understanding. They're um they're not insecure like some younger guys are. And sometimes when a woman may have a lot of things going on that could be a little overwhelming, a lot of younger guys are just selfish. They just want to have sex and do what they want to do, and that's what they want. They don't care about nothing else. Where our older guys more thoughtful about the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I happened, I happened to meet someone online who happened to be under 30. Okay. And she said she liked, I asked her why you like older men. Because uh-huh. I, I told her I was going to be on your podcast and about the 30 thing or whatever. And she said, like, when she dated guys her age or younger, they were very immature. They, like, want to try to mess around with a bunch of different other ladies. They're not as understanding or pay attention or attentive. And I agree with that. And also, too, like, I'm open to maybe having a son. I can't have a son with someone my age. 15, 15, yes, that ain't gonna work. Yes, you can. <clears throat> Janet Jackson did it. She had a baby at 50, and it's possible. Yeah, Janet Jackson's a millionaire. And God knows <laughs> how many injections she got to have that happen. Stop. But normal people, I would have to probably hook up with a, a lady in her late 20s, or early 30s, if I want to have a kid. Theoretically. And I think if a guy's like 15 years older or 20 years older and he's like outgoing and progressive and understanding, I don't think that's a big deal with the age. Now, if a dude acts like he's a grandpa, that's different. Don't want to go nowhere. You know, just want to stay at home all the time and you know, doesn't want to travel or have fun or do anything. That's could be boring. But I think if you if you have an older guy and he's fun, he likes to travel and he likes to, you know, interact and do different things, I don't think the age really matters once you're grown. Mm-hmm. Because I think what's more important is that that man's going to be accountable. And I think older men are more accountable than younger guys. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, you know, I showed you the blueprint of what a good man should be. And you happen to meet and get engaged to a good guy who happens to be similar to your dad. Ex-military, reliable, dependable, trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? No, those are the things that y'all have in common. But let me get back to... uh... Which That's you... what I'm saying in the age thing. What I'm saying is that an older guy can be, I think, oh, it, it, it shouldn't really matter about the age. I think 15 to 20 year difference isn't a big deal. Okay. That's a fair response. And there's a couple of things a few things that I somewhat agreed on. And that's when you said it depends if that person is grown. And that really depends on what you define as grown. So you said a person with kids uh, in their 20s. We know that the technical legal thing age of grown is 18. And that's what I disagree with. I disagree strongly with folks hooking up with 18 to 22 year olds and you're like, nah, I'll 50. say this. Now, like if, you're, if, if you're 18 to 22, I don't think you could have a relationship with them. But if you're just going to have sex, I don't think there's nothing wrong with having sex with them. If you can I take think... a bullet, you can have sex. No, that's too much. We're going to agree to disagree because I don't think that that's right. I no, I'm saying if you, could, if you could join the military and die for your country at 18, then why can't you meet an older guy and have an intimate relationship with them? I mean, if that's what the girl wants, but then exactly okay. if she wants it. 
but I don't see we why. We feel like we can make them be I, with us. We have no, to choose. But I don't know why a guy would want that. That's what I find is inappropriate. Uh, the same reason that uh, a woman would want her thins 550 as opposed to a Yugo. Like, <laughs> like one of my friends said, if I'm 50 and the lady I'm seeing is 60, that's 120 years between us. But I'm saying a younger lady, if she's younger and maybe she's had a life that's been a little rough, maybe she feel a little bit safer with an older guy who's more protective and nicer than some of the other guys she's been with. And that's not every 18 or 19 year old is the same. Some 18 or 19 year olds had to grow up a lot faster than others. So I think it depends on what that 18 or 19, 22 year old has been through would depend on if she should be with an older guy or not. But if she's with an older guy just for intimacy, maybe she wants to learn. And that goes both ways. I used to be with older women when I was young to learn. Mm, And you learn from being with older people. I think it depends on the level of control. So I feel like ladies that are in that age, they're going to be giving up a lot of control. They got all the control. Because you're younger, you're looking into this older guy, and he basically say, I know everything. These are the things that you have to do. And so that's what I would fear. However, I do think that once you get past a certain age, maybe it is 30, I don't know. But the age gaps, the wider age gaps seem to feel less icky to me. Like if you are 35 and with a 55-year-old, that seems better to me than if you're 18 and with a 35-year-old. But I uh, I have to disagree strongly. When you're a younger girl with an older guy, they got all the control because... They usually want money from us, okay? And they want us to buy this and pay for this and do this. I'm just saying, so the young girl is not being taken advantage of. They are usually the one in control because that older guy knows that he can't really get a younger girl unless he does whatever the heck she wants. So they usually are in total control. It's very backwards, trust me. I know from other older guys who had younger women or they're sugar babies, as they call them. You know what I'm saying? That's what they call a young girl, a sugar baby, when you're an older guy. And they want all kind of stuff, a lot of money. So the young girl ain't no victim. The only time that's a victim thing is if it's in sex trafficking. And I totally disagree on that. If you make anybody, male or female, do anything against their will, that's wrong, regardless of age. Exactly. I just don't want no R. Kelly vibes, period. So, well, I, no that's way. what I'm saying. That's, that's but, I'm but I'm saying 18, 19, 20, 21, you're grown. And if you're choosing to be with someone, and that's different if they choose it. They shouldn't be forced to. That's the difference. But it's a lot of young ladies who have children at 18, 19, 20 years old, and that 18 and 19-year-old daddy ain't doing jack for her. And she's stuck with a kid or two. And she's still grown, and she got to take care of them kids. Yes or no? I don't know. I don't know what you are. You don't know she got to take care of them kids or not? Why can't the dad take care of the kids? Why you just assume that the Because the young dude is irresponsible. Because that's what a lot of times when the older guy gets approached by a younger girl and she got one or two kids, that's why he getting approached by Because the baby daddy ain't doing nothing. Or he in jail. I don't want to stereotype black men. Black men can be in their kids' lives and are not all I didn't, I didn't say a particular race. I just said men. I didn't say black men. True. White, Hispanic, all of them. When they have young girls and the daddy ain't in there, it don't matter the race. They got babies that need to get taken care of. True. Well, before before babies come, hopefully there's marriage. And that's a perfect segue to what I'm about to go into next, which is, Uh-oh. do you still value marriage after 30 when you're single? And when I say you, I mean, you can answer for yourself, but I really mean like your age range of guys, bachelors in their 40s and 50s. Yeah, we were just talking about this last night. It's uh-huh. interesting. So, like, I was at my cousin's, and a couple of his close friends were all over there. 
um, smoking some cigars, and we was talking about, you know, trying to. He was talking about he ain't gonna never get remarried again, and he said it's harder to get with a woman older because you're so set in your ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you're used to doing your own thing, and it was like these younger girls want to text all the time, and he's like, man. I ain't trying to have no conversation in text. I'm like, yo, call me. I'm not replying this long text. I will talk to you or we can talk. And I was like, I, I feel you on that. It's like when you're older, the older you get, the more set you are in your routine of how you do things. So I think it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult to get into a new relationship or remarry as you're older. Because you're so set in your ways and you're so used to doing things your way that it's it's harder to bring someone in your space and try to infiltrate your space with someone and try to get used to letting someone be in in your area. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like I live, I've been living by myself. I'm so used to things being the way it is. I fired two cleaning people. Because they didn't put my stuff the way I asked them to. And they <laughs> left my lights on. And I'm like, I ain't paying bills for you to clean. I'm paying you to clean, not run my bill up. You know, so I can't even have a cleaning person in my space. And it bugs the hell out of me. I can just imagine trying to get married again and having a woman. It had to be someone that I'm really, what I learned, you got to really find someone you can be really good friends with. Mm-hmm. And yet you could have a good relationship with verbally, mentally, you know, interact with and also allow each other to have space mm-hmm. where they have their own time. You have your own time. That's key. Because when someone's always up in your space, that could drive you nuts. You have to have your own little space, your center of time to yourself. Like my time is like when I smoke a cigar. You know, I have a little drink, smoking my cigar, listen to my music. That's my little relaxing time for me, you know. And then sometimes, you know, I ain't trying to hear this, I ain't trying to hear that. I'm just like, I just want to chill. And then sometimes people want to just argue about stuff at the wrong time or argue about something that's very unimportant. And, you know, you just don't feel like dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So... It'll be difficult, but it's possible. Well, when is the right time to have an argument? You said people want to argue at the wrong time. It's always a bad time. Okay. I think the best time to have an argument is when you change the argument to a discussion when you both have calmed down. So when you're both heated or angry, don't talk about it. Break away from each other, spend some time away from each other, calm down, cool down. And then when y'all just chilling and everything's relaxed and cool, then you can kind of discuss and talk about it like you're having a debate, mm-hmm. like we are. Like we're not arguing, we're debating. We're just, we're having a, a discussion. So having a discussion is different than arguing. Because mm-hmm. when you argue, you want to make your point, you start yelling. And when both two people are yelling, no one hears anything. Mm-hmm. So it's key that if you have something important to talk about, it's better to talk about it when you're in a good mood or when things are calm down so you can hear each other. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of the keys and tools of having good communication. That goes a long way in any relationship. So very good. Well, we are winding down here. We had a really good discussion today regarding dating and love and relationships and it's been especially fun to hear your your perspective doing a look back into time and uh, seeing how things were different but one thing that we do here on this show is at the end of each show we leave with a final closing thought and so this week's note and this is fill in the blank is after 30 i went to blank my relationships could be love relationships or not so what do you want to do how do you want to fill that in okay say that one more time after 30 normally it's before 30 but since you've passed 30 it's after 30 how do you want to change your relationships 
Oh, okay. Um, I think from the difference from before 30 to after, I would want them to be more um, fun and engaging with my partner. You know, to do more things together and have fun, more fun together. I, I think, that. you know, be more friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that 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 the friendship part, as you get older, you realize it's what's so much more important than the intimacy and the sex and how good they look and all that. That only lasts for so long. That will only look good for so long. But if you can have fun with that person and you can chill with that person and y'all can laugh together and y'all can do things together, that's priceless. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. Be friends, have fun. That will last a long, long way. Yes, yes. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, my pleasure. I enjoyed it very much. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So that's the end of our show, folks. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Love you.